my goodness. I don't know what's happening. In fact, I think we all know what's happening. I think we're just all in denial or we've got hard heads. It's one of those two things. But either one of them will result in something called COVID-19 striking you or a member of your family or friends or anybody else. And you've got to remember that it's now what, seven weeks after the initial announcement of the the company's plans to provide a temporary medical facility for COVID-19 patients. And earlier today, Volkswagen Group South Africa handed over the first phase of this project to the Eastern Cape Department of Health. Now when I say Eastern Cape, I always go back to a conversation with Dr. Khozani that we had. When the numbers were low, but he was always ringing the bell saying, guys, look out, Eastern Cape is going to be a problem area. And it's no surprise that it has become a problem area in a big, big way. And the first phase now can accommodate 1,485 patients, including high-acuity patients who require oxygenation. Meanwhile, the Nelson Mandela Bay Stadium has marquees that have been erected for field hospitals. If, if people thought COVID-19, coronavirus, whichever one you want to use, was going away anytime soon, when you hear about these structures that are coming up, eh, erecting marquees for field hospitals currently with 200 beds, they are for a purpose. Uh, let's uh, go all the way to Manchester now. And to take us through the significance of having such facilities in the country, I'm joined by Dr. Sangma Khuzani. Uh, once again, what a great pleasure. Thank you so much, Doc. Good evening. How safe are you? Are you strong? Good evening, Rob. Good evening to the listeners. Now, let me just start on one point you said we should go to. Yes. That missed penalty. It <laughs> still has. <laughs> it still seems. I, I know exactly where I was. I was listening to Gramtura between Port Elizabeth and East London after watching the quarterfinals in Port Elizabeth. Got out of the car, ready for the penalty to go, and Ghana go to the semifinals of the World Cup. And it wasn't to be. So I am hurt. I'm still angry. But I am not going to say it when you have the gentleman on, as you requested. <laughs> but I just thought I'd put it up there. And I understand, Sanma. I, I do understand it. It, it. it was not the best moment for all of us. So we had hopes of seeing them do better than Senegal and Cameroon and actually go into a semifinal. Exactly. You know, and uh, Africa would have been a very, very proud place. But, yeah, like you say, I'll ask him that. And I appreciate that. I know how much of a football lover you are. I'm seeing now, breaking news okay. all over the place. Novak Djokovic testing positive. Kaiser Chiefs players and personnel testing positive. Bloemfontein Celtic player testing positive. Stellenbosch positive tests as well. Hey, it's all happening. But then at the same time, as I've mentioned, Dr. Zulim Kiza was quite busy. And I thought, let's gather some of the info from your side because you were always trumpeting the issue around Eastern Cape. Uh, they've fallen flat on, on, on a lot of fronts. How significant is this that happened today, or is it too late? Now, first of all, VW and the chairman 
topic. Thank you very much. It is a huge investment that they've done. It's being done, unfortunately, at this time. As you've highlighted, we have gone a few months now, and we've seen the decimation. Now, Minister Zulinkiza is saying we're moving towards a devastating and decimating storm. Hmm. I think we're already there. Because what is happening now is, as the people keep unfortunately dying, they are dying within the family unit. Because the person that's looking after the sick person exposes themselves. The person gets tested. The results are coming out 14 days plus. Now, in 14 days, the person has died. There has been a funeral. Now, in this report done by Nomaz Mangosi that I'm looking at, Volkswagen has also given the Eastern Cape government 12 million to help in the public health testing. And if you remember when the MEC launched the scooters mm. and people were saying how much per unit, that comes up to about 10 million. Now, the gentleman that got the tender was kind enough to let us all know that he got the tender pre-lockdown. So when you and I were talking and outlining what was going to happen, they were discussing the tender for the scooter. The amount is 10 million. Volkswagen is giving 12 million to help with the testing. Now, the effect of that, if you use the money properly, if you get your testing done within 24 and 48 hours, then you are able to do the test trace isolate perfectly. How are you going to isolate people, Robert, when they're waiting for test results for 14 days? But in, in, in all of that, and all of these shenanigans around the whole scooter, I mean, that is short-sightedness at, at every way. level, at every place. And, and I think people need to still be accountable. Still, people need to be taken to task because, you know, the focus is, is on, on the wrong things here, Doc. Yes. Yes. And um, again, we cannot not thank VWSA enough. We can't thank them. They have done very well. Mm. But in the Eastern case, as you are aware, there have been lots of outcries from healthcare workers about personal protective equipment. Now, if you do not have that in your hospital, if you are not able, when a patient comes in, you test them, you put them in admission ward, once they become positive in 24 hours, you move them in the red ward, you move them to a green ward. How are you going to be able to get on top of this? If the union, Pinosa and Nehau, are saying our members don't have PPG, how are you going to be able to get on top of this? Again, I go back to the scooters. 10 million, the tender is done pre-lockdown. How much PPE would you have procured with that amount? Sure. Life-saving. Now, I take you further, Robert. There have been many reports about certain doctors being told there was no more work. 
doctors saying they don't have work. We are talking about 1,200 beds with this phase and 2,300 with COVID. What are the staffing levels going to be? If Grey Hospital is struggling, yeah. if mm. all the other hospitals are saying we don't have the staff, if the doctors on the ground are saying we're overworked, we can't quarantine, we can't self-isolate for 14 days, where are we going to get the staff from? But now where, where, are we, where are we heading to, Doc, when, when, when you hear, and again I'll pick up on those words that you were using and attributing to Dr. Mkiza today, a warning South Africa that is moving towards that uh, devastating and decimating Decimating And the numbers... Yes re-released today, for me, you know, if you get 4,000 infections in one day, that is crazy. We are at level five. Level five numbers. The cross put, put us up. There's a graph, there's a slide in prophesization that people missed. Unfortunately, it pains me to say it, but we are there now. Hmm. For fine, we've got the hospital. But remember, when we spoke, we were talking about NHS London. Remember, yes, it's closed now. The Reverend Doctor Elizabeth Masina Chapula Kaweda Hospital opened today. Look at the timestamp. Would you say it's too late? Now, I mean, it's a there was an 80 million donation that came from the the German government, and also that 20 million that was donated by VWSA to try and fast track all of this. You see, that slide I'm referring to, Robert, had, I think it was talking about mass burials, body bags, something like that. I'm not sure. But the next phase, because the numbers are going to keep going up as long as you're not able to test, trace, and isolate. Because if you can't do that, Robert, that one person is still infecting more than three people which means from lockdown to now we've done nothing. But why people pushing to ease? I know that from an economic perspective, people are saying, well, we can't stay at home forever, and we've got to go out, we've got to work, uh, the, the economy has got to be revived, uh, people have got to get back into work. But, you know, the conditions aren't conducive. Like you say, we are now producing level five Numbers, but we're at level three, and people asking for lower. People wanting to get back, as I've mentioned now, to playing sport. We're seeing tennis players in that Novak Djokovic tennis tournament who are testing positive. That's not even a contact sport, but you want people to play football, mm-hmm. which is a contact sport. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll use the computer's words. Mm-hmm. As the country were riding into that storm, our positive cases will increase, deaths will increase. Flattening the curve is not a one-day episode, but needs everyone to play their part. Now, if John Steenhazen and Helen Zill are not playing their part, they decide to play politics. We're not going to achieve that. Fine. Push for the economy to open. That's okay, because we can't close indefinitely. But you need to be able to say with your chest that the people who can afford private health care and the people who were affected in the beginning are healthy now, we can go back to work. 
the people that use public transport, the people staying in informal settlements, the people who are hungry, they can fend for themselves. Same. Because unfortunately, that is where it is hitting up. What would you advise South Africans right now, Doc? I mean, I know that you are at work right now, and we always appreciate you taking time uh, to chat to us uh, under such conditions. And, and, and the reason is because you experienced uh, bigger numbers, more numbers at an earlier stage than we are going into right now, going into the colder month of, of July, uh, which will see even more spikes, and our hospital facilities obviously not able to... Uh, really deal with this pandemic that is hitting us. How would you advise South Africans maybe that have this very arbitrary type of approach towards a pandemic that is obviously affecting so many around the country? The same thing we spoke about earlier on. Hmm. Nothing has changed. The lockdown happened, the curve didn't flatten, the minister has made it very clear if the infections are increasing, deaths will increase. So, as a human being, you wash your hands regularly with soap and water, you use hand sanitizer, you use your mask, you limit your movements, you stay at home as much as possible. But unfortunately, people are going out, they're socializing, they're making friends, it's open country as it was before. But unfortunately, life cannot return to how it was before until we get on top of this. And you need to be able to look at the other countries. We will go to New Zealand, for example. She, the Prime Minister there, was able to do it the right way. You can say she's far off, so she's not getting as much visitors as possible. But she was able to do the lockdown, get rid of COVID. But unfortunately, two people stories came, and then she got the numbers up again. But she was able to get on top of it. That said, look at South Korea. They announced that they are on a second wave. Remember, we were praising them initially. They opened their experience in the second wave. You've got Beijing happening at the moment. Now, how do you think we as South Africa, compared to these countries, are going to be able to cope with this? You need to be able to look at it from that angle. And all these people that keep saying Cyril Ramaphosa, is doing the lockdown, criticizing. Everyone is doing it. It's because we have never been here before. It's a pandemic. Yeah. That's what it is. So if you're going to go to court and litigate against the pandemic, where do you think the rules were written that when we have a pandemic, we are going to apply this law? When well, I mean, I, I, saw, I saw a great deal of just... One-upmanship on these politicians. I mean, the same politicians that when the pandemic started and the lockdown started and everything was in the early stages, they were happy to share a podium and a stage with the president um, saying that, yes, they do support. But when they went back to their little camps, everything changed. Now they're against and they want to do litigation. And that litigation absolutely makes no sense because when you're talking about 1,991 deaths, that is not fun. But, unfortunately, they want to politics. They want to play party politics. We will not forget, Robert. We will not forget what they did during the pandemic. Trust me, we will not. What's your advice, though, Doc, as, as I say goodbye to you, to something that you love and you love dearly, which is sport and more particularly football? 
Uh, people have been asking every day, when is PSL coming back? When are we going to see football back again? What would your advice be, given what you know and what you're exposed to? I will answer this question this way. Can you tell me who at the PSL got in touch with the EPL and found out what they were doing? Hmm. I'm asking you this question because the testing started a few months ago. They put the plan in place and they introduced it while watching football now. All I remember with the PSL was that they were fighting about how much testing was going to cost. And unfortunately, if you want to play, you have got to make sure that your players and staff and all the people involved are tested. If you don't want to do that, then you're not supposed to play. There's nothing all, wrong, Robert, when you're in the yeah. same situation in just investigating and finding out what other people are doing. Because the one thing that uh, I've seen with EPL is that they've been very transparent. You know, every single yeah. time, if there were five or six positive tests, they would yeah. be out you there mentioning the people. Boom, gone. Yes. You know what they were? And Troy Dina came out very clear and easy. Yeah. Yeah. In the early stages. And yeah. they've been gradually being able to get going. And now we will, the game will kick off and be watching, but we're going to see how it's going to develop. But as a PSL, you need to be able to have your own plan, consult, discuss with the other people in the same business that you're in. But you cannot be going to the media and say you don't have money. You cannot do that. Unbelievable. Doc, keep up the good work. We follow everything that you do on social media. Uh, you can follow the good doc. He's there every single time engaging when he can under the busy, busy frontline work that he continues uh, to do in the UK. Uh, stay safe, please, doc. We do appreciate your guidance and we do appreciate your insight on all of these issues. Thank you, Doc. Dr. Sangla Khosani there, right here on Marawa Sports Worldwide.